All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and upvote the video itself. I am here with Jake Crane from Crane & Company, formerly of the J-Boys show. How you doing, Jake? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, the football season never ends. Uh, getting ready for spring, looking at this combine. It's a lot going on right now. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. I tell people all the time, I do football every day, and they say, why do you do that? And that's because that is the way you will watch. If I don't do it, you will not watch. So we're going to cover football every day, and we have some interesting news that just broke. Speaking of that, we're going to change the basketball right off the top. Um, apparently, the Ole Miss Chancellor and Athletic Director is doing a personal visit with Chris Beard. What do you think about that? I think Ole Miss should do it. I, I immediately when Kermit Davis was was let go, which to be honest with you, I'm shocked that marriage didn't work out. Not that I thought that Kermit Davis and Ole Miss were going to become a you know national power in college basketball, but I thought they were going to be pesky. I thought this was a team that you're going to see go in the tournament, make a run every now and then. Shocked that that didn't work out with Kermit. Uh, but if you're Ole Miss, look, you're looking around right now. SEC basketball is not only the best it's ever been; it's only getting better. I mean, look, you look at the arenas. You know, you look at some of these atmospheres. You look at the coaches in the league right now. I mean, there's really not a bad coach in the SEC. So if you want to compete or even have a chance to compete, you look at what Chris Jans is doing across the street there in Starkville. They're looking like they're going to make the tournament, even though they lost to Vanderbilt this past weekend. You've got to go get somebody that can not only recruit in this arena, but knows how to handle egos and schematically is obviously knowing what's going on or having an identity. Chris Beard... Look, at the end of the day, the man didn't get charged with anything or didn't get convicted of anything. We live in a society that's innocent until proven guilty, even though it seems like it's the opposite sometimes. And yeah, look, it was something where, do I agree with the way Texas handled it? They're they're their own institution. They can make their own decisions. I feel like they should have let it play out more. But if you're Ole Miss, I do not think it would be crazy at all to go get Chris Beard or Rick Pitino. Yeah, it's quite interesting, um, especially with basketball at Ole Miss, because most people don't know, but you kind of have some Auburn ties from that that area of the um, woods, and Bruce Pearl was a similar type deal whenever Auburn went out and got him. Yeah, I will say that, you know, Bruce threw a NCAA-wise, yeah. Yes, you know yeah. why. So this, that is different. But if we're talking about bringing in a coach – with a little bit of a cloud above them, regardless of what cloud that is. Uh, sometimes it's like, th- that's the only reason Ole Miss would have a chance to get Chris Beard. Let's let's be honest. Uh, I mean, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And again, if he'd have been convicted of this or something like that, you would have never touched him. This would be a non-issue. But if Ole Miss wants to compete in basketball, if they're serious about competing in basketball, they need to be serious about who they bring in as a head coach. Because you miss on two hires in a row, it buries you even further. You go get a guy like Chris Beard that regardless of the PR hit you'll take at the beginning, you instantly become relevant in college basketball. Yeah, that's real similar to what I said. If Ole Miss goes out and hires a G5 guy, let's say they go out and hire Dusty Mack, and it doesn't work out. Ole Miss is gambling right now on whether or not they will become Kansas football. That, that, that is the area they are messing with. So they absolutely have to get this hire right. Yeah, and, and look, again, the SEC, it's, I always say this, when the SEC decides it wants to be the best at something, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And if you look at college basketball, is the SEC the best conference in college basketball right now, top to bottom? No, it's the Big 12. But they're up right up there with everybody else. 
I mean, you look at the NBA draft, you look at the type of player that is being brought into the SEC, not just at Kentucky anymore or Florida, across the board. There are no nights off. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you go out and get a group of five guy, it may work out, but you have a proven commodity in Chris Beard. I think that, again, it's the same reason why coaches like taking guys from the transfer portal as opposed to straight out of high school. You have a proven commodity. It's more like free agency. It works that way in the coaching world as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's change gears a little bit and go to the quarterback competition at Ole Miss. Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, Walker Howard, they're all going to fight it out. We're a little bit – we're about two weeks away from that really kicking off. What are your thoughts on that quarterback competition? Well, Lane didn't bring those guys in not to be able to play, whether that's in the present or the future. I think he got his present with Spencer Sanders when we are talking about timeline, and he got his future with Walker Howard. I mean, if you're Jackson Dart, if everything was all rainbows and cotton candy, you, you don't bring in guy, as an experienced guy like Spencer Sanders. You may bring in a young guy like Walker Howard and say, hey, Jackson, we want you to you know kind of tutor him a little bit, let, let he's the future, kind of see uh, the way it operates. No, they brought in a guy with a ton of experience. Spencer Sanders did not come to Ole Miss to sit the bench. I promise you that. And him making the decision to come to Ole Miss, I think tells you a lot more about Jackson Dart than it does anything else. Jackson Dart struggles to see linebackers or anybody in the intermediate level of pass coverage. He did it the whole year. That's why he struggled with the RPO. That's something me and you talked about. But all during last season, I kept saying, Ole Miss's downfall will be that Jackson Dart, whether it's through RPO, whether it's through true passes, does not see intermediate coverage guys well, and it costs Ole Miss many times in the red zone because that's where it kind of ekes its head. I just don't trust them. I don't think Ole Miss fans trust them. That's not to say you can't go out there and win seven, maybe eight with them, but that's not the standard of Ole Miss anymore. No, absolutely it's not. And then you have Walker Howard, who I do believe has all of the talent in the world to be more ta- – he's more talented than all three of them. Um, and it is important to get him ready for 2024 because let's just be real. We're all going to talk about this season. It's going to be fun college football, all of that stuff. But 2024 is winning the SEC and in college football, it gets real. You need to be ready to go off the line there. And Walker Howard being that future, I see him as a number two quarterback. No matter who loses the starting job, he will be the number two quarterback because I think he is going to get reps this year. Yeah, look, I, I think Lane sees the future with Walker. I mean, we, when you watch him, I mean, he's he's really got the whole bag. He just hadn't had a chance to come on the field and really, really show people. Got a little bit of experience, but under Lane's tutelage, I mean, I think you could see Walker Howard really, really blossom into one of the top guys that Lane has had. He's a coach's son, I believe. He understands, you know, exactly what he's looking at. Uh, from an IQ standpoint, it's just the terminology change. That's the hardest part, but he should be able to handle it. And, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I would not be shocked at all if we saw Walker Howard be a big part of the Ole Miss offense this year, especially yeah. if Jackson Dart leaves after spring. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. This spring is going to be absolutely fun. Let's just change gears just a little bit more. Um, like I said, you, you have, you're from the Auburn area. You have connections in that school, and now they have Hugh Freeze as their head coach in 2023. And I have this weird relationship with Auburn fans on my site. It is at, They blow me up regularly. Um, And I'm okay with that because I get paid off of that. But whenever you do that with Hugh Freeze coming in, Robbie Ashford looks like the only quarterback on the roster, really. Is there somebody that's going to come in on the late period? What does Auburn look like moving forward? Well, you know, at the quarterback position, uh, Robbie Ashford, he's a guy that showed flashes last year. The biggest thing with Robbie is his throwing ability. 
But I do think, and I know Phil Montgomery's the offensive coordinator, but it's going to be diagnosed in what Hugh Freeze does offensively with that three-man surface method, the RPO, being able to manipulate multiple sides at once. That fits Robbie's game. You know, Robbie's the type point guard that it's almost Russell Westbrookish, right? You know, at least good Russell Westbrook back in the day, where he either drives, drive to kick, drive to score, or pull up in the mid-range and, and, and hurt you. Robbie has the ability to be such an elite runner. I think he could be somewhat of Jaden Daniels-ish. And the way he threw the ball against Alabama gives you a lot of hope. Now, the Holden Garner kid, the young kid, I think he has a chance to be special. TJ Finley, I mean, please, just get out. Like, at this point, just get out, go to Alabama State, do your thing there. But TJ Finley's shown you enough to you kind of know what he is. Not that there's a room for improvement. I think his ceiling is just really, really low, which is unbelievably ironic for somebody that's six foot seven. But, you know, when, when you look at Robbie Ashford, if he's able to do the things and Hugh trusts him, in the passing game to not only make good throws, but make the right decisions, he can be deadly, deadly in this offense. Now, if he's if Hugh is not comfortable with him, will they bring somebody in after spring? I think so, because that's when the portal gets hot again. Hell, it may be Jackson Dart. Who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, Robbie Ashford, I'm just going to throw this name out here and see if it fits, because this is another guy. Malik Willis, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, Malik was more compact. Uh, I mean, they're both really athletic. The thing about Robbie is Robbie has elite, elite speed. Like, if you you when you see, you can just tell when some guys run. Like, all right, this guy's operating at a different speed than what we're used to seeing out of this position. He's legitimate, I think, four three eight four four, which basically means if he can just be Nick Marshall throwing the ball, then Auburn could be really nice on offense this year. Okay, now. Let's look at SEC storylines. What uh, around the league, other than Ole Miss and um, Auburn, what are the storylines that we need to look out for this spring? Uh, say that. Say that again a little bit, Stephen. You broke up. Sorry. Uh, storylines for the SEC in twenty twenty three pre-spring, not counting Auburn and Ole Miss. What are What are we looking for around the league? Well, you know, I, when you look at SEC specifically, I mean, it's the year of, of who returns the quarterback, right? I mean, Alabama's going to be breaking in a, a new quarterback, whether that be Jalen Milrow, who did get reps. You know, against Arkansas, they were able to sneak one out on the road. Ty Simpson, everybody's super excited about him, and they should be. He's a hell of a prospect. But you kind of look around the rest of the league, Georgia, you know, who's going to win it there? You got Vandegrift battling out with Carson Beck. So it's a lot of it about the top dogs outside of LSU. You know, everybody's really kind of trying to find themselves – offensively, maybe that next dynamic playmaker. What's going to happen at Tennessee now with Hendon Hooker out? So I'm really looking at the schools that return quarterbacks. LSU with Jaden Daniels. Mississippi State with Will Rogers and somewhat of a new offense. How is that going to look? Uh, then you look at, at you know the guys who are returning at Ole Miss with Jackson Dart and then Robbie Ashford at Auburn. But offensively, who are the, who is that next group of quarterbacks that's going to step up to these big dog places and take over? That's the storyline in my opinion. All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. And if you want some more general sports information, you can check out Crane & Company on the Daily Wire. Jake does work over there along with his brother, and um, David Cohn, and I watch that pretty pretty regularly. It's pretty good stuff. But anyway, thank you very much, Jake, for stopping by. I always look forward to do this. We do this about every six months. Yes, yeah, Stephen, it's always great, man, coming on here with you. You know uh, how much I respect your work, and, and I know your audience really appreciates it, appreciates it as well. Yeah, I do appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, and we will talk to you later, bud. 
All right, Stephen, y'all be good. Later on.